You are listening to Tech Talks with David Savage and Jack Pierce. This is the podcast all about technology published on Mondays and Thursdays for the love of tech. Today's show is a packed one. We are talking to Startup Van co-creators Mark and Graham before Sean Bradley, uh, a writer formerly of Wired and UKTN, and now Tech Talks joins us to have a bit of a chat about all things Martian. Hiya, Jack. Hello. How are you? Yeah, very well, very well. Having a good week? Yeah, doing some funky stuff this week, writing a blog. Doing a doing a bid with a law firm, yeah. It's it's it's, it's a it's doing a, your job. It's a crazy erratic week. Yeah, doing my job. Yeah, 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 yeah. something like that. I was at Google this morning for um, the uh, Inspiring Fifty UK. Oh. Uh, Fifty inspiring women in technology. Nice. Yeah, no, it was really cool actually because um, one thing that they were really keen to get across it was it was done in a in association with Accelerate Her was that to promote diversity and inclusion, obviously, within the workplace, uh, absolutely men needed to be involved. Of course, of Which course. Which really positive, because I've seen a bit of a trend of late to vilify white middle-aged men, which yeah. I think is wrong. You feel attacked, don't you, Dave? I don't feel attacked, but I think that if 85% of the people sitting around a board table, at least, mm. are that demographic, yeah. you can't point a finger at them. As much as you might want to, you need to include them in that conversation if you're going to shift the dialogue yeah. conversation. I mean, I, I agree with that, but part of me is like, uh, you know, our, our females have had to pander to these kind of men for years. So I think there's a certain degree, no, we should be in boardrooms screaming at them, telling pander, them they're pander, wrong. To pander too, but that, that suggests that all of those people within that group no, but there's a reason why boardrooms and, you know, management is, is male-centric because men have always been in charge and men have always hired men. It is their fault that we've ended up like this. No one else's. So I do think that whilst I agree that they need to be in the conversation, they also need a bollocking because whose fault is it that it's got this far? Well, anyway, I thought it was fantastic to see um, 50 inspirational, empowering women on stage. And I Any think, um, friends of the show there? Absolutely. Nice. Yes. Nice. At least a fifth of the June would have been there, I imagine. June, yeah. Rioc, Alexandra De Pledge, oh. uh, Michelle from Peanut, yeah. Juliet Bauer. There were loads. Real friends of the show. Oh, yeah. And it's important that that peer group feels validated and empowered to go out and talk. Mm. But equally, you know, the whole point, I think, that I've understood recently, especially from people like Morrison's, like Joe Graham, is that inclusion has to be all-encompassing. And it yeah. has to be everybody around the table. It's not just gender. It's not yeah, just yeah. race. It's... So it was perfect. It was brilliant to see a group talking about these issues, mm. saying, let's bring everyone to the table. Mm. Let's not just talk about women in technology to the exclusion. Yeah. Well, it's weird, isn't it, talking about the table? Because another area we talk about that needs to change at the table is you need a user on the table as well. You yeah. need, you know, you the boardroom has to change. It's a big tent. Yeah. It's a big society. <laughs> oh, you could fuck off with that. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, um, today's show, we are talking to Startup Van. We'll give you some context before we dive into this interview. They're much more charming than we are, aren't they? Absolutely. <laughs> I think it's the accent. Oh, it absolutely is the as, accent. As you'll see yeah. in a second. Yeah. Um, Mark and Graham are co-creators and co-founders of Startup Van. Startup Van is a mobile TV studio and they interview startup founders. A very similar mission to us in that regard. Yes. They're getting insight from the peer community. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to talk to them 
Primarily because something that, get, that gets asked of us a lot is how do you create a podcast? How do you create content? Mm. Okay, And something that's high on the agenda for, for many of the people that we talk to as technology leaders is marketing. Yep. It's marketing, it's brand, um, and how do they get their message out? And actually, we could sit here and talk about lessons that we've learned over the last few years. Easy. But it's far more powerful, I think, to talk to... Um, another content provider yep. like Startup Van yep. who've been wildly successful. These guys have got a show once a month with WeWork. Um, uh, they've got a huge following and find out what their insight has been. Okay. Yeah. So this is, this is for all of those tech entrepreneurs and tech leaders that we talk to uh, and also marketing professionals who want to know about audience, authenticity, brand, what it is that it takes to get a voice out there, especially when there is so much content and getting heard can be so challenging. Yes. So I'm sitting in the startup van. Yeah, welcome. Yes, you are indeed. This is only the second interview that's ever been done on us. Second mm. one? Which was the first? First was a podcast, which right. we really liked. And, and in Dublin, yeah. Yeah, when we literally we just had just started, hadn't really done anything. Can you remember the name of that one? That's got to be rude. All I know was on it was on South William Street. That's all I can remember. I hope in like three years' time, it's, you, you don't get interviewed again. It's like, yeah, we've been on two podcasts. But... Yeah, I can't remember the second one. <laughs> Dave, Dave yeah, something. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that second podcast you were on. Followed, followed <laughs> us around web summit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Caught up with us at night summit. But, Stalked uh, you a bit on Twitter first. Exactly, uh, yeah. yeah. Courting on Twitter. That's yeah, the exact yeah. same way we do it, so it's cool. Oh, it's identical. <laughs> but, but you know what? It, it, the second one was, was on, on TV in Atlanta, which was weird. It's just such an odd experience being interviewed on the lady, as nice as she was, so super sweet, really nice, but a robot, you know, she was so like personable and friendly and all of a sudden the teleprompter comes on. Yeah, yeah. She's just an absolute robot. And Mark and I don't like sticking to scripts because we don't get it. So we just went off script and she yeah. didn't know what to say. Footage is hilarious. She was American, so you can imagine what it was. Is kind of, I can yeah, imagine okay. it's quite staged. It was, but like, as, as Graham said, it was teleprompters and the whole lot. And then when we came out with something, what was that? Can we asked with Irish accent. Yeah, yeah, it exploded. Did. Completely <laughs> took, caught her off guard. But if they were interviewing you, surely someone's booked you or someone, someone's reached out because they've seen the content that you yeah, put out. Yeah, 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 they, they did. reached yeah. out on Twitter. But they, uh, to be fair, I think we, we caused a lot of hype in Atlanta on Twitter and across Instagram. That was, was that Atlanta or Chicago? That was, uh, that was Atlanta. That was Sorry, Atlanta, it was Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so we caused a lot of hype. And to be completely mm. honest, to your lovely listeners, they probably didn't watch a single piece of content. They just saw a lot of stuff being retweeted and went, these guys are in Atlanta, they're Irish, they're going around the van, let's get them on telly, which yes. is yeah. odd. Uh, yeah, so it was it, it was it was good fun, but very odd experience at the same time. And we lied, actually, there was three, because we were on the Dana Barrett show, oh, right, right, which was a, a radio show in Atlanta. And in fairness, that one kind of took us for surprise, because we're all about getting people into the studio. And yeah. We, we meet them for an hour and we warm them up and we get them a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, chill out for a little bit. We have a, we have a bit of banter, then we come on the show, everyone's relaxed and we have yeah, a conversation. Yeah. Went on the Dana Barrett show and we're left out in reception. And we're out there kind of going, okay, so we're, we're, we're going live because it was a live radio. So <laughs> yeah, we're it was like we're live going radio. live like in what, like two minutes, less than two minutes. So literally just brought straight into the into the studio. And Dan's like, hey, hey, how's it going? How's it going? This is the team, yeah? Just put on your headphones and put on the headphones. And live in five, four. And we're like, what? What? Like, yeah. Straight in. But in fairness to her, she knew her stuff. She, she knew did. her stuff about she us. Did, yeah. she? Even, everything was prepared. Everything even though prepared. we weren't prepared for going live, 
she was, you know, it was a really good interview, and it was just basically when she started the five, four, three, two, one count, and there was just urine everywhere. We didn't like what we're going live already. Graham's urine. It was mostly my urine, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which, yeah. Was, which was awkward. But she was a complete professional. But no, it's funny. So, rambling aside, this is the fourth, turns out, third or fourth interview. That's we're been done we're just making up numbers as we go on. Seven, Fair enough. Something yeah. like that. Yes. Yeah. A lot of which you can remember about We're on your podcast. You must have some questions for us. I, I have some questions okay, for you. I mean, over. look, so what, this launched in 2015. Yes. Yeah. At Night Summit. Yes. In Dublin. Yeah. yeah. And from there, what, well, this is the first time you've been back? Look, when we first launched in, in 2015 in, in Dublin, it was, a, it was a, a product of us being a little bit taken back on trying to be charged 80,000 euros to be inside Web Summit. Mm. Yeah. Uh, by Web Summit. Their rationale was Amazon will pay us 80,000 euros for that same space, so that's what we're charging you. We haven't been back because we happen to be traveling. It wasn't a, oh, let's not go. It was a, we just happened to be busy doing other things at mm. the time. That would take in revenue, so we're like, we took that over this. In, in fairness, Paddy actually reached out to us to see if we could get involved in Web Summit. Mm. But it was something that didn't sue us at the time, you know, and it was taking us down a road that we didn't want to go. And it was kind of going down a road of like, being kind of brought on as part of web something we were like no 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 yeah yeah we were we were there going no we're to start a band we're keeping it completely separate like the first one we ever did as graham said like they were looking to charge us eighty thousand to be in web summit which we were like we weren't even a startup at the time we were just kind of like blogging an and yeah we just wanted to be at web summit cover some of the entrepreneurs and startups that were mm. there and we reached out and said look what do you guys think of this and they said yeah we love it we love it yeah can, can we do this and we said yeah absolutely we do we want to do it anyway and we said, they said, what do you need from us? And we said, we need to get inside. And they said, okay, no problem. So they put us onto partners, and the partners goes, yeah, it's going to cost 80,000. We're like, what? So after that, I was like, no, we just hacked tonight somewhat. Mm. We were busy. Like, we were traveling, as Graham said. We were in Chicago. We were in Atlanta. We had recently moved to London as well. So, like, we didn't have time to come no, here. We were in the new sponsor. So it's worth just kind of rewinding a little bit. The startup van is a mobile studio. I know you have a studio in Shoreditch now, but it's a mobile yeah. studio where you get entrepreneurs in and you talk to them about their experiences in a yeah. completely relaxed style. Yeah. Um, not too dissimilar to what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But when you talk about... You, you get some hype. You go somewhere and you build up some mm. hype. There's a lot of people trying to put content out there now. Yeah. Like podcasts in particular have become yeah. vogue. I, For my sins, I listen to Magic Radio, mainly because of my wife. But yeah. uh, don't you judge blame me. her for <laughs> that. Yeah. Uh, but I was listening the other day and Bauer Media advert came on. We'll teach you how to make a podcast in four weeks. And mm. There's all these brands trying to put content out there. Yeah. Why is it that you have been able to create hype and grow an audience? Because in the space of 2015 to 2018, you are now a startup, you're a business, you've got 17,500 followers on Twitter, you've got a YouTube channel that's wildly successful. What what do you put that down to? Changing what we do every so often. I think that, look, being completely honest as, as we always are, we go down paths sometimes that don't make that don't make sense to, to anybody on the outside other than us. You yeah. kind of need to take a step back sometimes and say, this isn't really what people want to see, they want to see something else. I think that's important for anyone doing content. You can make a piece of content and, and I could love it, Mark could love it, Ben could love it, who's also in the start of Man tonight, and no one else will. You know, so you do need to take a step back. But it's also I think it's Mark and I just want to do it. Right? And it, and, and that's what it all boils down to. We come across people who say, God, content is a fucking pain in the ass to do. Oh, content's a nightmare to do. And we're here with you tonight having a glass of wine and we're in Lisbon and we're having a chat and we could just we honestly could sit here for hours doing this and that's yeah. But sometimes we go down the path of content we don't like to do. We, in fairness, we still do content. Sometimes are a bit like, 
I didn't really want to do that. And right now we're looking at changing things again. I, I think it also depends on what people consider content, mm. right? Like myself and Graham, when it comes to content, it's, as you said, just doing what we want to do, right? Where it's not like an organization where it's real. We need to create content. How do we create content? Because what we were doing was just, just happened to be content. You know, like we, we both started off with working on IBM and we both had uh, blogs. Um, the whole thing about covering web someone was let's go down and cover web someone we're going to meet some of the entrepreneurs and we keep it in the whole entrepreneur thing but we knew it wasn't going to be like just going in and talking to people doing, mm. doing a blog with a pen and paper so we said right we have to do kind of we have to do video and we knew when it came even to video that we have to do something slightly different because sound was going to be bad video was going to be bad if you were doing it in web someone so how are we going to do something and capture it that the sound is good and also the video looks well and at the time, we, we had thought of actually renting a studio and getting people to come from Web Summit to our studio. But no one was going to leave Web Summit to come to a studio because it no. would have gone from like uh, the RDS into the, into the city centre, which people weren't going to do. So we said, how are we going to bring a studio to them? And that's where the whole van came in. We said, we could put it in the back of a van. Then we were, what type of van? And then yeah. it was real, what about a VW bus? To be fair, we just wanted a van that wasn't creepy, right? <laughs> so, so, so we landed on this one. Or as creepy. And then you know what's yeah. funny is like- Not kidnapping people off sometimes, the street. Sometimes yeah. people point out stuff to you that you didn't even realize. Yeah. Uh, and if mm. Mark and I were cheekier, we'd steal it, but we're not. So someone came up to us and said, the Volkswagen van, it, it means freedom. It means spreading your wings. Yeah. It means doing what you want to do and love, like surfing or, or, or art, art, whatever you want to do, do. So it makes sense you guys chose it, which it turns out it does, but that's not why we chose it. We just didn't want to look at selling carpets. I know it also probably goes about the long way about answering your question is yeah. building content. And we've always listened to our, our listeners, yeah. right? And we've, we've asked questions all the time. Do you like our content? Even when it came to the hours that we were pushing out, because our daily show, which was the Roundup, we, start, we actually started that at one o'clock. Right, we used to push it out at one o'clock and we'd film it that morning and push it out at one o'clock. And then we said, right, no, we'll push it out a little bit earlier. Because we were under the impression that everyone traveling to work at half eight in the morning is sitting on a bus with nothing to do. Right, mm -hmm. so we were kind of, we push it out at half eight, people are, are commuting to work at the time, it's an entrepreneur show, people going on a bus, okay, yeah, these guys want to watch them. And then when we started asking around, it's like, is, it, is half eight okay? So like, no. I'm in the underground, I've no reception. Yeah. Or I'm driving, I've no reception. Or I'm, I'm running for a bus, I can't watch something. So we started asking me, what time is good? Would you prefer this time, or would you prefer one o'clock, or would you prefer whatever? And a lot of them came back saying one o'clock. So myself and Graham were right, as of Monday, it's now gone out at one o'clock. Yeah. But we don't have to go around kind of going, okay, let's get a pass by the board. Are we all on board let's with the one o'clock? Oh, oh, you're not, okay, so it's not happening. So we're saying a half eight. Is it one o'clock, you want one o'clock? Let's do it. We don't, someone once said to us quite, they were trying to be quite rude, but we just laughed it off, was we, we, we filmed in Shoreditch, it was the first time we filmed in, in the UK, and we're still there now, but we, we brought a van over and did the whole thing. We got out of the van, there was a lady outside, and she was really, really pissed off, not really pissed off, but she was a bit like, what qualifies you two to do this? Journalists? Do you have a degree in journalism? What qualifies you to go around doing this? I couldn't find my degree anymore. I couldn't, I looked for it, I couldn't find it. <laughs> but um, but it, it's just the sheer fact that Mark and I just ask questions that the viewers happen to want to know answers to. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. If an AI company comes in, we don't talk about the deep tech and what's behind it because Mark and I don't have a breeze. Well, surely that's the point. People want to know the human aspect behind yeah, of course, yeah. tech and if you can yeah. talk to someone. 
Well, like, you, you know yourself, you're, you're interviewing us now, you're kind of acting on behalf of your audience, mm. right? And half your audience, oh, David asked them this, mm. I would have asked them that, because you know... They probably would have asked something different. They probably would have, right? <laughs> David, but, cut that short, tell but, them. But you, you're learning all the time as well, so yeah. you now know if someone goes, ah, oh, come on, why didn't you ask them more about the van? Mm. You know, you would have... You'd go, all right, next time they're in, in the van or next time I'm interviewing someone who has something iconic like this, maybe I'll ask more questions about whatever it is they're doing stuff around. But the most important thing I think that I've learned along the way is never judge a book by its cover. Yep. Like, never judge a book by its cover. Right. We had a pop-up studio in London and we were there for five days and we interviewed something like 15 uh, startups a day. And there was this lady that came up and knocked on the window and said, can I get in? And we didn't know who or what she was. We were, no, no, we're busy, we're busy, we're busy. But someone at the door was talking to her, said, come back in three days' time. So she came back in three days' time and she said, no, 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 I'm busy, I'm busy. You know, so we turned her away again. And then it, uh, I think it was on the, the last day she came in and she was the best interview we've ever done. Right? Yeah. yeah, like yeah, some she was Sin Sin was her name, right? And what she was doing was she had sent art into space, yep. right, with NASA. She had predicted Twitter before Twitter even came out. She wrote a book about it. Mm. What else did she do? The, the, the book is in the um, the British Library and it was yeah. published in 19, 1987. Yeah. And the, the beginning of the book was about short form uh, articles. Yeah. Um, of a hundred and uh, less than 200 characters. But the, the cover of the book was a bird, which is very similar to the Twitter bird today. Mm. Yeah. And then, but the book is about short form, people's attention spans getting shorter, mm. shorter, shorter, and wanting to be quick. And, and at the end of the book, which is creepy for Twitter, the bird's dead at the end of the book. Yeah. Talking people's change of mindsets. So she was incredible, but we had no idea. So this leads me into, into one thing that I do want to ask you very quickly, and I'm, I'm conscious of time, but editorial control of the show, right? We're here in, in Lisbon. Yeah. I know that you guys want to get speakers on the show. Similarly, I want to get speakers on the podcast because they're the big names in the industry. You, you yeah. expect them to be the draw for the audience. Yeah. But at the same time, I know for a fact that some of the best interviews that I've had on my podcast have been the most unexpected people. Yeah. And obviously the situation you've described there, one of the best ever interviews you had was someone that you really had no idea about. Yeah. So how do you manage that editorial control and making sure you maintain that balance between Let's get that kind of um, that 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 uh, blue chip kind of name to come mm. on the show that attracts some attention versus that authenticity of, of what it's all about. I think the best thing with that, right, especially being a web summit, if you've got a pass to go inside, and we all have passes, you've got a pass mm. to go inside. Like they're up talking already, right? So you're going to know by the way the crowd are reacting to them. We do content daily, every single day. You don't hit the nail on the head every day, but the big show behind the curtain that we produce with WeWork, we need to nail that because mm. it's once a month, right? Yeah. So the guests need to be right. You wouldn't believe Mark and I and Ben, the team, will go through these speakers and, and on paper they look great. But when you really delve into what have they really done, just because they're a CEO of a blue chip, we're talking the other day and <clears throat> when we're going to list of people, so there's a CEO, what name who it is, of a blue chip company. Obviously that would be a big draw for us. Yeah. Clickbait it, whatever, right? But when you really look at what they've done, it was like CTO, CTO, CEO, right? And then you're like, what did they start? What did they build? What did they do? What can we really talk to them about? It's not all that hot, really. I think it's gonna be like, if you're if you're asking, if you how do you get someone good in, what, what also, when it comes in the van or in the studio and push it out, like, it's the ones that are gonna surprise you that uh, come in with the personality and the humor mm. and, 
the, the conversation goes in a direction that you're going, oh my god, this is gold. And it's then just taking the little pieces of that conversation and cutting them up and pushing those out on different social medias as well that are going to drive people into it. Mm-hmm. Where some of the ones that we've got, we've got excited about people in the past that we thought, oh, this is going to be a gold interview. And it's not. And you're just kind of going, but they're, they're at such a level that you thought it would be. But they're also in PR mode where you get them in the van and they say the same shit that they said to everyone else anyway. You know, so if, if someone has heard a different interview, it's the exact same interview because they're all just saying the same stuff all the time. Yeah, anyway. you, so, don't, you don't need to get people that are in yeah. PR mode. That's, that's number one for behind the curtains in yeah. the big show is don't get someone who is just a spiel, you know, just a spiel that they rhyme off. But I think people resonate with us. You know, Michael Acton Smith, who's the, the co-founder of Calm, mm. the meditation app, you know, they just raise massive money from Ashton Kutcher and yeah. that child from One Direction, whatever his name is. And, but it, it's, it's huge money. But Harry would, Styles. Harry Styles. But he would resonate with what we do because if he sees the content, he knows it's genuine. And we talk yeah. like, we're talking to you, we just talk mm. to everybody else. Like, we just don't pretend to be anything we aren't and we expect them to do the same and that's, that's it, basically. So if people want to follow you, how do they find you? Just Depends sure where, they the, where are they looking? Where are they looking? Is it Instagram? Yeah. Is it Facebook? Is well, it, is okay. It Twitter? So if we're on YouTube, it's all Facebook. it's all the startup fan except for Twitter, which yeah. is startup underscore fan, which is a pain. If anyone's listening and you want to start something, mm. get the handles that are actually <laughs> yeah. in there. And David's laughing because I have different handles on different yeah. handles. Well, <laughs> our our first <laughs> handle was interview van. Oh my god! Know, years ago, Jesus until we changed Christ. it. And no we, one knows that actually. But, but someone else actually has the startup van on Twitter, but they don't. They haven't used it since twenty thirteen. Do you know who it is? Who? Vancouver. If I knew was listening, oh yes. Vancouver. yeah, yeah, yeah. Startup Vancouver is startup van. Which is you know, which nothing is, to do with a van whatsoever. Look, thank you for your time. No, no thank, thank you. you. We yeah, sat outside an Irish bar that hopefully has shorter queues than it had before. I don't think so. By yeah, the looks, we, but I don't we think so. We can go so. to a sushi bar and get wine. That's, yeah, that's you, you know they had a, a small amount of notice about this happening this week. Listen, yeah, the busiest busiest night of the year and they've got two staff on behind the bar and straight away you can see there's a couple of hundred inside and there's a queue of about two I know French guys but it is an Irish bar I know, I know. you think they'd know Terrible. well we went inside and they don't have much English so oh dear yeah maybe there's the problem maybe there's a miscommunication maybe Paddy walked in here and said you need five staff on and they said the night off okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no one needs to be in yeah. okay David thanks for being here thank you for your time appreciate it right then Jack hmm. go we need to go out we need to be in a van, we need to be in a car, we need to be travelling more, Dave, rather than just locked need... up inside. We are not locked up inside. I feel like The I whole am. point of this podcast is I go out and I interview people. Yeah, but oh, you need to take me with you. Can look at, I mean, Graham and Mark have just the best rapport, don't they? That's an incredible partnership. Or, mm. or, and I think... Are you jealous? No, well, no, we're really good friends. I am crushing a bit. Yeah, my uh, man crush is. It's man Irish crush accent. It really is. It's it's oh, yeah. so soothing and it just makes me smile whenever. I... Anyway, enough about my crush of them guys. But like, what they're doing is great. Um, it really does remind me of us. Um, but you know, what they're doing is great. It really reminds them of us. Exactly. Exactly. So we're doing good stuff, though. Yeah. Look, I I lo- what I absolutely. Uh, love about these guys is they wanted to create actually no sorry I'll start that again they didn't want to create content yeah they were creating content that's the point yeah um, they were just keen to share stories yeah uh, and they were blogging and they were they were they, they wanted to find a means to get those stories out there 
and it's an organic evolution. And I think the biggest takeaway from this is try stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there, there was a point in there um, around like when you hear from somebody, we need to make content, and I really dislike that. Mm. You shouldn't need to make content. You know, content, if you're passionate about content, it makes itself. But isn't that, it's, it's almost um, similar to the idea of a startup is successful if it fixes a problem that it sees in the everyday world versus a startup yeah. that tries to set itself up as a business to flog something. Yeah, yeah. So and if you're writing content on similar. Yeah, if you're writing content on something you're passionate about or you're you're doing something you're passionate about, the content is kind of I don't know what's the word, just has a knock on effect. It's part of that process and Well, Arsenal fan TV. Oh, don't talk to me about that, right. idiots. No, but they created Arsenal Fan TV. Yeah because it was an Arsenal fan mm -hmm. who just wanted to go and talk to other fans, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it started as a, I'm going to create a TV yeah. media thing. I want to it, embarrass my whole club and supporter base. I don't think he thought that when he started <laughs> it, but he's bloody gone and done it. But it's that similar thing of, you get a microphone, you start yeah, talking yeah. to people because it's something that you're passionate about. Yeah. And hey, presto, all of a sudden you've got something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas a lot of organisations do go, we, we need a, a, a voice. Yeah. And that's where they start. It's kind of like the almost similar to the journey that uh, Refinery29 went on. You know? Yeah. They, I don't, I don't, I, you know, they've got to where they are because of they're doing what they love and what they believe in sort of thing. That's what kind of reminds me of that. And... Um, the evolution is very organic, you know. Mm. They, they wanted to talk at Web Summit. Yep. Web Summit said 80,000 euros. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money, but you can kind of understand because it's such a colossal thing. Oh, no, I get it. Yeah, They've yeah, got yeah. people that are willing to pay $80,000 to be, or euros rather, to be part of, of the event. Absolutely. But they wanted to hack it. And so it's like, well, hang on a minute. If we want to create content and, uh, and, and, and video, then mm. we need a studio. Or hang on a minute, people aren't going to leave the venue to come to us when we yeah. haven't got an audience. Yeah. So therefore, we need to bring the studio to them. How do we do that? Let's stick it in a van. And yep. it's a brilliant kind of problem-solving, entrepreneurial mindset. It's innovation. Yeah. Um, and again, there's, there's that kind of mirror image in an organization. The best ideas don't come from committee, like they say here, yep. you know, if, if, if they want to put the show on a, on a Monday at 1pm, they don't have to get a whole load of people to sign off on agree on it. It's just organic ideas, people riffing, people yep. going, well, how do we approach this problem? And there's, there's a lesson there, again, for, for a tech business. Absolutely. I mean, the, yeah, they, they've followed their own, their own ideals and they've listened to their listeners, yeah. uh, which is something I like to think we do as well. Um, it's incredibly... All, all of those listeners. Yeah, all, all of those <laughs> listeners. Uh, just, just as an aside and slightly inappropriately, Go on. it takes real, real cojones to start up um, a business in the back of a van that is focused on video interviews because there's an awful lot of porn around <laughs> in the back of a van. Bang bus, right? Might want to cut that out, but... It's just, look, that's the, why, why, why the, my nefarious place? mind goes there, okay? okay. And, and they were touching on it as well in the interview. The creepy van. Yeah, to be fair. This is, yeah. All right, okay. Not sure how I feel about getting in the back of the van now, though. I've been, I was safe. Well, you remember me also talking about my biggest fear in life is white vans because of the yeah. Soham stuff that happened years ago. Well, their van, their van was a lovely shade of, I'm colorblind, so I might get this one. Right. It, kind of, <laughs> it was kind of a mint. VW van. So it's probably closer to being green then with your... 
Yeah, probably. But it, it looks like a really nice van. It does look it's like a really van. nice van. It's um, not going to steal you, and it's not going to shoot anything dodgy in the back. So two, two more points to quickly make. Never judge a book by its cover. They mentioned that. Yes. Some of the most inspiring, interesting podcasts mm. and podcast guests that we've had on this show mm. have been completely unexpected, and, and the guys echo that. Yes. And I think that sometimes uh, people can be overly prescriptive uh, when they're trying to create something that might be engaging to an audience, mm. when actually um, you should you should keep an open mindset about who to interview, who to have on your show, who to if you're especially if you're creating something. Um, if so long as that person, I think that person has to share uh, your passion. It's it's a few things, isn't there? You've got to have a story to tell. Yeah. You can be a junior developer. A boring company, you can be the CEO of a massive conglomerate. If you haven't got a story to tell, no one's going to care or want to listen to you. And I think that's, that's really important. Um, but again, on that surprise guests, usually the best guests, there's no way if you'd have told me a year ago, my favourite tech talks would have been a company that is, you know, changing uh, maps and uh, GPS, what three words. I'd thought, well, that's not really that techy. That's not really that interesting. But when you hear the story about how it was born and why they're doing this, you know, to get um, charitable causes off the ground and deliver goods and stuff like that. Well, the amount of times I come over to you and go, yeah. this one's going to be interesting. Yeah. Trust me. And, and you I'm look like, at really? it from the surface and you're like, yeah. that kind of a business. Like, no, 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 yeah. no, this one's really great. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're all great. <laughs> that's the problem because they were saying, um, and, and this is a testament to yourself, Dave. I can't stop being fucking nice to you lately. But the, the, the chap said, you know, when you get a CEO or someone that goes into PR mode mm. and you just feel that. Now, I don't think I've listened to one Tech Talks where I thought someone's in PR mode. I hope not. No. Um, and the other, the other point I wanted to make, uh, you know, someone turns around to them and, goes and said to them, what qualifies you? I love that. Right? Lots and lots of people now ask me questions that I'm sure come from a place of worrying about things like imposter syndrome or thinking that people won't take them seriously. Yeah. If you are passionate yeah. about a subject, yeah. right, and you want to engage with people, actually that authenticity and that genuine enthusiasm will shine through and that qualifies you. Yeah. Right? I mean you don't have to be a bona fide no one is an expert to begin with. No. Like fall into it, man. I know that's easier said than done, but if you're into video content, why get on YouTube and yeah. just start making videos and it relates back to that point at the beginning about you know just 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 trying stuff yeah. you know um there's a degree of well if something doesn't work and they talk about the fact that they go down little kind of blind alleys every now and then that won't make sense on the outside yeah. but you have to be prepared to do that yeah. to 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 um, make it work and actually possibly the the names in the industry that people might expect would qualify you to speak to a ceo right yep may not be prepared to take those risks as much. I, yeah. I bet they probably did. Yeah. I've mentioned it before, but I'm pretty sure that Joe Wicks, when he started The Body Coach, I'm, I'm sure that his early Instagram videos are probably terrible, but no one cares. Yeah, just, just like these early podcasts probably were. Does he have podcasts? No, I meant ours. Oh, ours, sorry. <laughs> no, but also, like, if you think about, like... Um, they, they, by the way, they certainly were. Anyway. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take, like, the example of the, the Ricky Gervais podcast, arguably the biggest ever podcast mm. that put podcasts on the map for everyone. That started as a radio show with just him and Steve Merchant. Carl Pilkington was a silent producer. They got talking to him, that developed, and then it became the world record-breaking podcast when it was released. It's, yeah. you fall, we were talking about this on last week's show or the, or the last show. Pivoting is incredibly important mm. to any business in the startup infancy. And it seems to me as though these guys 
semi-pivoted and yeah. successfully so. Well, look, um, we wanted to get Startup Van on the show because we know that content and we know that yeah. brand are incredibly important parts of the startup story. Yeah. Uh, lot, you know, the, the, there was a marketing stage at Web Summit because startups need to understand how best to market themselves. Yeah. So I hope that there's some interesting insight mm. in this conversation around brand and content. And more than anything else, it doesn't. it's not a toolkit from, from a kind of here the answers, here's how to do it. Exactly. But what we want to say is have the confidence. If you've got passion and energy and, and commitment and you want to tell your story, um, and whether that's diversity or tech or whatever else it might be, get out there and try. People will support you in this yeah. industry, yeah. right? I, and the barriers of entry are actually really low. Really low. I mean, you can create an account on YouTube tomorrow. You can get your own podcast on iTunes tomorrow. I mean, I don't want to lift the veil on this show too much, but our mics aren't that expensive. We've got a little bit of sound editing equipment. All videos we do are shot off of your Huawei phone. You know, you can go out and do this now. I think the mics we're using at the moment are about Fiverr from Amazon. Nine dollars. Nine dollars. Get on that. Your favourite podcast. I've, I've always liked to keep that feel. Your favourite podcast, listeners, is done on a shoestring. So you can go out there and do it yourself as well. Hopefully someone listening, this is their favourite. We'll see. Anyway. Oh, uh, I'm sure it is. When I listen to it back, it'll be only ours. addressed at it's me. Ours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Ryder. Yeah, Actually, right. no, I think Ryder probably has other podcasts. That he probably I'm sure anyway. Ryder hates this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we will go to our advert break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Sean, who uh, has written for uh, Wired, UKTN, is now writing some articles for the, for the Tech Talks website that will be with you shortly. So stay tuned for that. But here's a quick break. As our listeners are aware, we have a wonderful deal for them via audible.co.uk forward slash tech talks a free month's trial and christmas is coming up isn't it jack it very much is it's it's so close now people have got their christmas trees up shops have got their decorations out it's we're in the final rungs of the lead up to christmas now michael buble is around every corner exactly now if you go onto audible mm. what would you buy for your christmas stocking filler do you know what? It's a little bit different, it's a little bit out there, but fans of the BBC programme People Just Do Nothing will know that the character, Chapadi G, has put out a comedy book, um, How To Be A Man, and it all pokes fun at his character and so on and so forth. And if you get the audio version, it's him narrating it as well. I'm sure it's delightful, it's not very festive. Not very festive, but I guarantee you it's hilarious. Good, well, for balance, you could also, of course, go on and download The Snowman and the Snow Dog. Yeah, or Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Absolutely. Yeah. So, audible.co.uk forward slash tech talks. Why don't you find yourself a little treat for the festive season? Have a book on us. Welcome back to Tech Talks. Um, we are now joined by Sean for Thursday's edition of the news. Good. And you've picked out the article and neither me nor Jack have had a chance to, to look at it. It's blind. It's, we, we could be talking about anything here, though. The thing yeah. is, though, Jack, um, well, we generally probably give off the air of not really knowing what we're talking about. So All the time. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I like having all the pepper here. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> what have you picked out? I ha want to look at space robots. So it's in the news today that um, NASA have landed their InSight robot on Mars yep. um, and it was successful and that's all lovely and there's loads of happy photos of everyone 
Um, Aren't they drilling like 12 foot or 15 foot beneath the surface? Yeah, so the main... Check for seismic point, activity. Yeah, the main point of it is to kind of get an idea of what's inside Mars so that we can start to understand how we'll live there when we eventually destroy Earth beyond repair. Um, <laughs> uh, so Elon, yeah. Musk, Elon Musk is loving life right now. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, Elon said that he thought it would be possible in seven years, didn't he? to go to Mars I read he says a lot of things though <laughs> he does he does he does his girlfriend is one of my favourite singers though anyway <laughs> I don't know whose girlfriend is Grimes her name is uh, not, not Taylor Swift or something no not Taylor Swift I, I thought that might be one of your favourite singers no anyway but yeah the robot sent down a little selfie <laughs> which was nice oh wait Doom the game Doom tweeted them back saying something like best of luck or something like that, because the first Doom was set on Mars, right? Right. So Doom of yeah, messaged um, that the the robot. Okay. <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, I always get. I always feel like what was that? That what was that rover that was always celebrating its birthday like alone on Don't. Mars? I know so what you're talking sad. about. It is. It, it, it just has like a monotonic like ringtone that is plays it? happy oh, birthday oh. once a year. It's it's as lonely as I am. This is this is. <laughs> This is interesting, though, because there is this big thing um, that they reckon AI is not dangerous. AI is not... Sorry, no. AI is not evil. It's not inherently good or bad. Mm. But one of the... information it is One of the criticisms that I've seen levelled is that there's a dangerous... Um, kind of predisposition of humans to attach sentimental emotional yeah. responses to AI yeah and like you go oh no the robot on its own have you seen her the film of course we have like relationships with robots these days he falls it's in really love interesting. with one psychologically that's really interesting isn't it yeah. so, it's one of my favourite films ever but you kind of go oh the Mars rover's on its own but look, like, at, it's look little, at it look at it's little copper dome and it's little arm that it's going to be drilling with it even it set up its own solar panels when it landed to start powering itself it's cute Dave it's there to help Matt Damon in a few years alright yeah, yeah. He, he's photographing the shit out of it right now <laughs> before Matt Damon sciences the shit out of it later on um, that's the quote from the film isn't it science the shit out of it yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go Something another really interesting thing with the robot is it has an antenna which measures the wobble of Mars's North Pole as it orbits the Sun, which will give clues on the planet's Einrich core. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I guess they're interested cool. to know if there is any seismic activity left, because mm-hmm. of course Mars at one stage was probably Earth-like; it had running water, and the reason that its atmosphere probably dissipated was that its core stopped spinning. Oh. So. It should technically be a dead planet without seismic activity, but I suppose mm-hmm. there might be some remnants of seismic. Because of course, the, the the biggest volcano in the solar system is on Mars. Mm-hmm. Remnants of seismic activity might be the name of my first album. <laughs> <laughs> or autobiography. Or autobiography, even there we go. undecided yet. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> space exploration is something that is always going to excite me. I've yeah, talked same. to you before today about. About four years ago now, when the fillet lander landed on that comet, yep. right? In November 2014, I think it was. And that, for me, was the most exciting thing that's happened since, like, yep. anything. That was incredible. They sent this little 
rover up into space 10 years ago and it landed on a comet in space as the comet was travelling. That's not the coolest thing ever to happen in the world. I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh, look, look, I, I fully uh, endorse that view, right? Because in much the same way that last week we were talking about what makes a startup successful and we were talking about having a stretch target and not getting um, distracted by low-hanging fruit. Mm. I think humanity needs a stretch target. Absolutely. I think that we need to say, we're going to go to Mars because it pulls together the greatest minds to focus yeah. on an issue. And people might go, well, hang on a minute, we've got all the stuff that we need to contemplate here on mm. Earth. But I think that the byproduct of that is leaps forward in in uh, engineering, leaps forward in yeah. science that then benefits us. I think if we have that ambition as a race, it pulls people together. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so obsessed with it. I <laughs> read a, a really amazing book called The Future of Humanity recently, which is um, it talks talks all about that um, because we do have to have play the long game with this one because we are depleting the resources to a point where we, we do have to consider other options. So um, we just look, we just, yeah, we need, tech is the only way it's, we're going to achieve it because humans would die yeah. <laughs> so are you saying in the tech, solar system. Tech can heal us <laughs> in no. many ways. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think like some yes. of my favourite films, right, are about, you know, bleak Armageddon kind of stuff. Like Armageddon. So, look for, as one. Well. <laughs> more recently, I'm thinking of Elysium and Interstellar. You know, Earth's yeah. resources deplete. We need just, to just as an aside, go on. go on YouTube, yeah. have a listen to Ben Affleck's DVD commentary to accompany Armageddon. Ooh. Funniest two minutes of DVD commentary. What? Well, he's, well, he comments as in like a director's cut sort of thing and he speaks over the top so, of So it's like the DVD commentary to accompany the film. Right. Basically, it's Ben Affleck ripping the piss out the concept that NASA wouldn't train astronauts to drill, but they'd find drillers and teach them to be astronauts and how <laughs> utterly preposterous that is. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's just... We will run this Earth into the ground. Donald Trump tweeted earlier this week um, something along the lines of coldest winds expected ever, what happened to global warming. Oh. I mean, if you've got thick freaks like that in charge, <laughs> we're not going to get... Our country's going to... De- he's in charge of the free world. One it the is biggest terrifying that that is the level of intelligence mm. that we are allowing to run one of the most powerful countries in the... In the, in the like, what are we living in? <laughs> Honestly, what is life... But, and you know if, if we keep electing sort of right wing conservative people we will deplete all of our natural resources we will be left without anything the tides will be high the ice will be sunk the gas will be run out the oil's dry we need to move to Mars ASAP <laughs> yeah. unfortunately probably the only people who will be able to afford to move to yes. Mars are the people who will have done that to the planet oh uh, my god <laughs> which is kind of the point of Elysium right if that's not ironic I don't know what is it's Alanis Morissette needs to rewrite the song. Anyway, um, <laughs> getting back on track. So we've gone to Mars yes. again. Yes. Um, I have to say, um, the, the technological marvel of being able to operate a successful landing mm-hmm. of a spacecraft on a planet that far away yeah. is kind of astonishing. It is, and it, it took um, around seven minutes for it to make its descent. Um, and it was yeah, it was fine. It landed. It landed perfectly well, which is which sounds like like you said, not big that not that big of a feat, but it is. It's it's such a huge deal because the more that we can keep doing this, the easier it is for us to understand understand yeah. the red planet. 
planet. And look, you know, uh, space. <laughs> it's not called that enough. It's not no. called the red planet enough. Space, yeah. space is. Um, yeah, I, I, I genuinely think it. Hang kind on, of, no, space is what. Now I was about to say that the exploration of space is is what brings out some of the best. Yeah, in us as a yeah, race, totally, right? Totally, um, totally, yeah. I, I don't know whether whether you saw, but recently they had the um, I think they had the lunar module in the science museum, and okay. that that thing that people went to the moon in basically it's like tin foil yeah. that was separating people from the vacuum of space, the likes of Armstrong and and Aldrin and. and Oh, oh no one's going to remember And I've seen Third Man, uh, First Man recently. Third Man? <laughs> Third Man, is that the, oh, is that, that the trilogy, is it? <laughs> that, that'll be the sequel about him just sitting there. <laughs> he's just waiting on his like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, oh look, they're down on the planet. Um, anyway, that's a good pub quiz question. Who was the third guy? It's like, I don't know. Um, Write that down. Anyway, I can't remember what the point of this was now. The point is that space exploration reminds us that we need to come together. Exactly. And anything. Existentiality, right? If yeah. you are looking outwards, always, regardless of been to space or, you know, metaphorically, you are going to grow and learn and become better. So I think you're right, Dave. You're right, Sean. Let's get existential with this and keep exploring. <laughs> I'm dragging this back to Tech Talks and our audience. Same thing. If you're building a company, you have a stretch target. It will it will bring you together as a team. You won't get distracted by low hanging fruit. And if you're a startup, My favorite phrase at the minute. Start start thinking about you know pitching on Mars. Yeah. We're gonna end up there. <laughs> Buy your plot. Get your get your set up there, and you could be one of the first big boys. When you yeah. said pitching, I, I was unsure if you meant like pitching a tent or like pitching an idea. Oh no, oh. pitching the tent. There's right, one okay. to pitch two Mars. <laughs> Just Elon Musk sitting there going, "I am waiting. <laughs> yeah, I've got investment sitting on his pitch. millions of dollars. Yeah. Imagine if you got all the way to Mars and you had to get out and be like, right, here's my PowerPoint. Oh, so what to the Martians? The, the, the yeah, to Elon Musk. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Right, Sean, thank you. Thank you for joining us and sharing that uh, very relevant news article with us. Uh, and uh, especially as you have a sore throat right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's. Yeah, I mean, I've sounded better, haven't I? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, when you're making such wonderful points, who cares? Uh, right, join us again on Monday. But until then, have a very lovely weekend. Cheers, bye. bye.